0: Hi, everybody. It's John Hall, senior editor of Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. We're in Nashville. It's the Craft Brewers Conference. It's the annual gathering of brewers from around the world and around the country who come to learn about beer, to partake in seminars, uh, to shop the expo floor for everything from wastewater treatment systems to keg lines. And it's a chance for brewers to actually kind of come together and and share beers and, and, and talk about it. And I'm really fortunate because... My guest today is Rodenbach's brewmaster, uh, Rudy Chakir. Kekir. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm terrible Signs. with, uh, I could spell it probably if I needed to, but uh, not necessarily with uh, 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 pronouncing it. And yeah. you've been Rodenbach's brewmaster, you've been with the company for 33 years now. Uh, 36, you know. 36 now. Yeah, 36 now. All right, well, we've got to talk to your PR folks about getting an, an updated, yeah. um, um, updated bio, but Rodenbach is one of the world's most celebrated breweries, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think. And, and it's, it, it's captured the imagination of so many folks before, um, uh, before they've even fully embraced what beer is. Rodenbach has this sort of uh, wonderful romanticism to it. And uh, especially for, for brewers in the U.S. who have embraced sour beer um, and wild beer, uh, they, they, they get very excited uh, just at the mere mention of Rodenbach. And mm-hmm. uh, the beer that we have in front of us is Alexander. Yeah, uh, can we start off by just talking about this beer a little bit?
1: Yeah, like we can. But um, Alexander is one of our um, brands that is not an orig- original brand because the original brand is the classical Rodemach, and I prefer to talk to start our talk about um, that beer, please, because the classical Rodemach is is, the, is a, an exemplary um, style for. A style that was between the spontaneous fermentation and top and bottom fermentation. It was a way to preserve beer before people used hops. And this is, I think, one of the most important uh, things for, uh, for, for our brands and our brewery. And um, everyone that falls in love with the wood, but the wood is not directly the thing who gives the taste to the product, but who keeps the culture inside. Okay. What date are we talking about? How, how far back does this beer go? This style of beer goes back um, to the early Middle Ages. I think it's a style that was used before the, the years 1000. Yeah, we drink now 10,000 years beer. Uh, but we only use 1000 years hops. So that is only 10% of the whole uh, story of beer making. And if you go to to the Andes, where they make chicha beer, they don't use uh, bitter flavors. If you go to Africa, they don't use hops. So also in our area, where beer, where people started with beer making, uh, they use only herbs and spices to mask the off flavors. And, not, and hops were not included. We only have to learn working with hops to preserve our beer, because people always have had a problem with acidity. Mm-hmm. Acidity is acceptable, certainly when you are young, but it goes down when you grow up, and therefore it was to figure it out, which level of sourness people can accept it. And so, how do you feel? Have
0: palates shifted? I I know we we can talk about ten thousand years of beer, but in the last forty or so, as the global beer culture has changed, has has the beer? That you've been making uh, that, that that your brewery has been making has it had to change no it has not changed
1: it is still in its original way it's it's a way it, you make your wort you do a primary fermentation with a um, with purified uh, mixed yeast culture and then you have a young beer and then you go with a part of that young beer on wood and then it becomes an acidification a maturation, and maturation then you blend the part of that old beer Together with young beer to reduce the pH back to 3.5. Mm-hmm. And 3.5 is a very important pH, not only in beer but also in wine. And on 3.5 you can preserve your beer by acidity, but on an acceptable level. This is important. If you look to the wine make if, if you look to winemaking, um, young people love or fall in love and, and drink drinks um, Sauvignon Blanc wines mm-hmm. who are more malic wines who are uh, who taste a little bit more sour older people will taste Chardonnay wines because there you have you will have the malolactic fermentation Mm -hmm. and that happens also on 3.5 that is the reason why our style of beer our type of beer is close into wine and if I describe our beer then I will say okay, this is the missing link between beer and wine you have the refreshing of beer and the complexity of wine and for the rest so we are we are sitting here in front <laughs> with an Alexander, uh, an Alexander in front of us. Well, Alexander is a is an exemplary style of all beers, but masked masked with fruit. And fruit was always used in this style of beer to mm-hmm. mask to mask off flavors or to give more flavor to the product. And so, with Alexander,
0: and so it, it's uh, it sour cherries is yeah. the is is the fruit that's used. Um,
1: is there historical records? Is there a reason as to why cherries, why uh, cherries? Because cherries um, were growing in the wild, and okay. people could uh, uh, catch them and, 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 and collected them, and put them in the beer. And so the, the the sugars of the sour cherries was also fermented together with the beer. Yeah, what I that is also what they are doing uh, in, in lambic. They make a, a Creek lambic. This is. Um, you you can you can mask um, some flavors with herbs and spices and hops or one of them you can mask that with uh, fruit like in the cherry beers and and fruit beers you can mask also with wood what happens now people use store the beer in wood for having a wood flavor and um, that is how we can mask your 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 beers and bring them bring them in a higher level of flavors you mentioned earlier that people
0: talk about the wood uh, quite a bit um, mm-hmm. and 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 obviously your brewery has one of the largest uh, wood programs in in the world that's right and are we paying too much attention as beer consumers to the vessel itself and not to the process you, you seem to sort of intimate that that uh, you know woods important but you know for for for, for holding and for uh, uh, preserving a little bit. But there, there, there seem to be like uh, maybe we're paying too much attention
1: to that. Or maybe I was just reading into what you were saying. Uh-huh. No. Okay. Why we are using the, the wooden vats? Because the reason why we have these wood, wooden vats is to keep the culture. It's a, a culture of wild yeast who is at the inner side of the vats. And we are doing a positive selection since more than 200 years. What will that say? Every time we start up a new fat or um, a renewed fat or um, a restored fat, then we look for the best culture we have. And we inoculate that fat with the best culture we have. So we go every time further and further. Let me say, if you make an an IPA, eh, maybe the first time it's too bitter Mm -hmm. or less bitter, or not bitter enough, or maybe you have some problems with... um, with yeast or whatever uh, but after five, six uh, cycles normally you, you must can make a good IPA with sour beers and certainly in our style that's more difficult because you have to wait two years mm-hmm. so normally after three months at least six months you must can make a very good top fermented butter fermented beer in our fall I think you need 10, 12 years so we need much more time for optimize our beers. And I think if you are busy with that during 200 years, then you have to know what you have to do.
0: When when you
1: visit other breweries, when you talk to,
0: to other brewers, where they're turning beers around in two weeks or a month, or mm-hmm. and, and you're talking years, decades uh, longer, and and with a brewery of your history, with a brewery where
1: uh, time is really the key, right? To to, yeah. to, to the not only. The, not only time, but you need time uh, to make it as it is and, and as good as possible but we live in this sort of instant
0: society right now where you can pick up your phone and and call a car that'll show right up or you can order food online and you can mm-hmm. uh, you know every everything is sort of this immediate uh, you can go to Amazon and buy a book and it can be at your house uh, within, yeah. within hours um, The concept of time in beer is it's almost quaint in some ways, but it mm. is still so necessary. And and mm-hmm. do you ever stop to sort of t- to consider the brewery's role in time and in maturation in in, in in a world where everything is just so busy around it all the time?
1: Not directly, um, because huh, at at one time people want to do it all all very quick, but at the other time they want to chill, they want to 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 have rest, and that is what we. Um, we can give in our beer. So we do that for them. <laughs> <laughs> but what about for
0: you? I, you? You get to travel the world. Um, have, you, have you dipped in and made an IPA with anybody recently? Or a, yeah. uh, a quick kettle sour or anything yeah. like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've tasted a lot. I was judged on the, on the World Beer Cup, so I'm thankful that I, that I was invited. So I have had the chance to taste, um, how much? Uh, 18 sessions, so that's uh, quite nice. But, but do you get
0: into brew houses and do... Yeah. Okay. And, and you're making some of these styles as well, so do, do you find, when you're oh. visiting breweries, uh, yeah. you're making you know, some of these fun beers, or, or some, some beers that are not necessarily in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find... Like, what's that experience for you, to, to, to visit a brewery and to, to, to
1: make an IPA? Uh, or it, to uh, It's always interesting to visit another brewery to see how brewers are, uh, it were doing, um, uh, how they are smart uh, to look for some solutions. So you can learn everywhere something. So, uh, and I'm personally very interested in breweries and in beer. I've tasted a lot of good beers. I've tasted a lot of beers that maybe can be better, but who I am, I'm an individual. So uh, if, if other people find it a good beer, they have the right.
0: As a brewery steeped in tradition and as the the brewmaster of that brewery, we've seen so much innovation. We've seen... Here at the Craft Brewers Conference, you can walk the floor and you can see the latest technologies. You Mm -hmm. can see uh, ways of uh, improving brew house efficiency and all of that. Are there there ways that Rodenbach has adapted in the modern
1: age? Or are, are there things that you would like to see... Um, what I'm personally very interested in, even more sustainability. We are a very sustainable brewery because our vats we use them more than hundred years. Right. <laughs> so, uh, which product you can say, can, you can think that, that that can be used more than hundred years. So mm-hmm. this is really really sustainable. But even then, I'm also interested in those things who can make us even more sustainable, uh, using less energy, and all these things, I'm very interested in it.
0: But without changing the flavor of the beer, without changing the recipes, without changing mm-hmm. the essence of the
1: brewery. Yeah, that's right, because um, I, I came in in 82, and that was the first thing they said, Rudy, you never may change our recipes. This is the key of our product, this is the key of our brewery, don't damage it. And that is why I will stay. But, but, but that was the mandate of make the beer, but don't change the beer. Make the beer as it is, even better. We mm-hmm. can always do better. And I'm sure also we can do even better because oxygen is an, is a, is an enemy of beer. So yes. if you can do your production with less oxygen, because we are in an oxidative... Um, we work in oxidative circumstances, eh? working in a vat, but if you can... If you can reduce the oxidation, then it is even better.
0: Has that, when, so since 82, since you joined the company, uh, how, how, how do you feel the beer has improved?
1: How do you feel that your that, that The your beer tenure... is, is becoming better. But, but, but how do you quantify yeah. better? What is better? Um, let me say in 82, <laughs> we had uh, two filling lines. One filling line, atmospheric, one filling line, uh, single vacuum filler. Uh, then we have changed into double vacuum filler. Now all our beers are filled in double vacuum fillers. Um, also our cake line, uh, that was only um, one rinsing step. Now it is a double rinsing step. So We try to do even better, thanks to the technology of today. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I'm very interested to be here, to look for the newest technology. Let me say the best available technology of today. And that's, so
0: where do you, where would you like to see the brewery go to continue to improve? Uh, improve? Like what, what, what would be the next step?
1: Like how can technology actually help? Yeah. You know, th- th- well, this wonderful, established this, brewery is, this is, this is step by step. I cannot say, um, I, I, I see, um, I see a lot of light in the, hor- at the horizon. So, uh, I'm hopeful. And, um, Every time I'm coming to such an exhibition, I will find new things, interesting things that can help us. Wastewater treatment, whatever.
0: Uh, I'd like to switch gears just a little bit and, and start talking about the brewing process. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- how, how many brew days a year are you
1: doing? Depending of, of how many brews we make a day. Yeah. So, uh, but that's... Uh, good to say I think um, 150 150 yeah okay. we and can do more we can do more but uh, yeah therefore you need to market
0: so for uh, for for the beers that you make though is there like how do you approach a typical brew day uh, when, you're, when you're is it is it just mashing in like you would at any other brewery or is it
1: is it different because it's no it's a, it's a mashing in process yeah We uh, use used some uh, see some um, unmalted grains and so on so it's a, it's a classical system that we use no more than 100 years mm-hmm. so nothing has changed we have new machinery that's right but the process the process the hasn't changed hasn't changed no um, going back to the wood then um,
0: what sort of considerations when you have 100 year old voters, uh when you have Uh, aged wood that that has, you know, just so much life and so much growth and so much uh, uh, essence to it. What goes into maintaining? Okay,
1: we we still have our own cooperage Mm -hmm. and that is the reason why our brewery survived in making this um, style and type of beer because of the own cooperage and we still have today two coopers who Mm -hmm. are daily working on the maintenance of the fooders.
0: But uh, so, uh, and that's obviously a special skill, though, for,
1: yeah. for aged wood like that. I mean, there's certain yeah.
0: things that they have to sort of look at. Well, there are they, certain they, things that...
1: They can make new vets. They have made last year a new vet, but they can also maintain the vets. They, can, um, they have to clean them up at the outer side. They have to clean them up at the inner side. There is always something to do at the vets.
0: When they're creating new ones, um, mm-hmm.
1: what are they looking for wood-wise? Like, What, what are they looking oh, for? They look for wood with the highest density they can find in the market, so that will Say continental growth um, oak winter oak sure so they they will find it in france uh and we we are looking for the big trees so that we can make a lot of staves from one plank right and so uh, and
0: how how often are they building as less as possible okay <laughs> <laughs> because it's expensive but it's but it's there's no other way of doing it, right? There's no stainless. You're not doing any... Or are you doing the primary, stainless, aging? The
1: primary fermentation happens in stainless it steel uh, cylinder conical vessels, yes. Okay. But then we go with the beer uh, at the end of the primary fermentation, um, and after a very short lagering for yeast decantation, then we go with the beer with as less yeast cells as possible on the wood, but not mechanically removed. So... It's a natural process, and we fill the, the several vats at, one, at once. So, um, and once the beer is in the vat, the vat is completely closed, and then we have to wait. And after two years, we have a good, incredible good beer. You say incredible beer, and, and, and
0: it certainly is. And and, and I talk to uh, brewers, and um, you know, Alexander comes up quite a bit. Uh, Michael Jackson, uh, the the great writer, once called uh, the Grand Crew uh, the the most refreshing beer in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the brewery has uh, cemented its spot in uh, like the Parthenon of of, of of beer in the in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see Rodenbach's role? in the future uh, when it comes to beer, because you, you, you were and, and still are sort of the, this beacon and the shining light for for so many brewers and, and a, uh, a ring, a brass ring that people would try to mm-hmm. achieve. Um, uh, Brandon Jones, were here at Yazoo, uh, you know, once said that uh, he tried to make a, an Alexander clone and, and it worked out fairly well for him because he won at the Great American Beer Festival. Um, and, and brewers have, have continuously sought to uh, mimic um, uh, uh, the beers. And, mm. As we here in the U.S. have sixty seven hundred breweries, as global brewing phenomenons continue to uh, or, or brewing markets continue to grow, how does Rodenbach continue to grow, to inspire, to 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 to, to stay relevant? Are, are there? I know you you put out a beer in cans not too long ago, uh, uh, yep. um, uh You are coming out with new beers, uh, maybe not as much as some some other breweries. Are, are,
1: How do you stay relevant, I guess, in in this day and age? Um, The role that I see for Audemars is um, to give um, reference to that market, because a lot of people will make sour beers, but most of the sour beers were only kettle sour beers. Mm. And um, in kettle sour beers, you don't have the complexity that you have in wood aged beers. So we have both. We have lactic acid, and we have also a little bit of acid. So, making um, a sour beer is looking for balance. And to be honest, I don't find always a very good balance in the, in the beers. And why is it everyone looking to Rodenbach? Because they will find uh, maybe more balance in our beers. I think that's the reason why Rodenbach stays relevant and will stay relevant also in the future. Because... Too much modern brewers try to make a sour beer in three months while you need at least two years. Why do they do that? To earn money? Maybe.
0: I mean, certainly they are to, 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 to make money. And that's the, they don't have the benefit of a long history or long long lead times. But I, So you're suggesting, though, that some of these brewers, should they just take a step back and...
1: I I will not say that they have to to do a step back who I am to say that but if you compare the the, the beers very honestly blind then you will discover that uh, some beers are really quick made and um, okay it's it's up to them and and at the end it will be the consumer who will be the the final judge we were here with 300 judges we could taste uh, in front of What consumers will taste, but at the end, if the consumer don't don't likes it, they will not buy it.
0: When you talk about balance, how how do you can you go deeper into to to what a beer, like what you make, what balance means in that context? Um,
1: This is a nice question. Thank you for that. Um, Balance, at my opinion, uh, and who I am, at at my opinion, (laughs) must be. Not only in the taste, so there must be a balance in the taste, just like you taste wines. Eh? In wines you taste the tannins, the sweetness, who is coming from the alcohol, the glycerol, and the unfermented sugars, and also the acidity. So this is balance in the taste. There must be also balance in the nose. Eh? When you have a very sharp flavor, who will mask all the other flavors, then, in my opinion, there is no, there is no balance in the flavor. And then there must be also a balance between the flavor and the taste. Let me talk about a completely other star. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you drink um, a double IPA or maybe a triple IP without hopping at the end, not even dry hopping, you will be shocked because you will have a bitterness in your mouth that you didn't expect. Let me say this is nearly the same if you drink a Berliner Weizen without but only with lactic sour and, and very highly lactic sour you smell um, a wheat beer or a Weizen beer and then you drink a very very sour beer. This is shocking and at my opinion then you miss the balance between the nose and the taste. And I think it's very important. If I will if I will drink an IPA, I like to have some hoppy flavours even some dry hopping flavors in the nose. So I'm aware that there will be bitterness, or there can be bitterness. And what I see now, and this is now a new experience, in some beers there is so much hoppiness that I found not the bitterness back. So there is not enough bitterness and maybe too much hoppiness. So also there, I think, they have to find their balance. But it's up to the brewer. And at the end, the the the, the, the consumer will be the judge but,
0: And I understand what you're saying, but I also know that there are people who line up for uh, sour beers that have been two months in a tank, uh, wherever, and and people seem to kind of go uh, nuts for it in, in some ways. And there, there is this sort of embrace for... Uh, it, it, they're, they're excited um, <clears throat> uh, for, for some of these beers. And I, and I wonder if if everybody took a step back and had a beer that had been aged for two years uh, or, or aged the right way, if, if the perception would change yeah.
1: as well. But aging for two years, I will be clear about that. Is it necessary? It depends on the, the content of your fat. If you have a big fat, you need more time because the maturation speed depends of the volume over the inside surface. In the past, all beer and wines were, um, were maturated in big vats. And why big vats? Because people can go inside and can clean up the vat at the inner side. What I see by using used wine vats, or you cannot go inside. Mm. You cannot clean it. So they will be used after several times. In my opinion, this is a waste of material. This is not sustainable using small vats. Using a big fat is much more sustainable. If you use a big fat, then you have bigger staves. And then you need more time. I think that the small vats that they used in wines at, at the origin were only used for the transport of the wines. And if the wines were a little bit infected with Brettanomyces, the wood flavor could mask that. And now everyone is aging wine in small vats. And they only can use them three up to five times. Mm -hmm. And then they are completely saturated at the inner side with the polyphenols of the tannins and the anthocyanins of the red coloration. And then you have oxalated crystals at the inner side. Brewers are using that for aging their beers. Most of all, they added some wood chips to have wood flavor inside. I have seen it. Yes. This is they can do that. They can do that. There is not a, a problem. But why they are they doing that? You can also give a wood flavor to a beer in a stainless steel tank. Therefore, you don't need a small used wine vat.
0: So the larger tank, so, so even if it is stainless, if, if, you, if you wanted to have some of that
1: wood, that wood flavor, that, but you're saying bigger is... It's more sustainable. Yes. It's much more sustainable because the yield of the wood if you make wine vets, it's only 30% mm-hmm. from the fresh wooden trees. If you compare that with the big vats, there you have a, a yield of around 50% first. You can use them 100 years. Look what happens by the lambic brewers. They are using their vets also quite a long time. Yes. But here, with the small vats, also the stays are very very small, very, uh, very, very thin. And you risk to have, uh, to have problems with that. That seems to be a tough sell though for a lot of small brewers. But yes and no, but what I'm seeing now is that uh, brewers, brewers who um, are very, very busy with aging of beer on woods are going into the fooders and or going into big contents. And that is what I like to see. This is how we have to do it, at my opinion. Because it, it bodes well for the style of beer, for the, for the beer making going forward? Yeah, because if you will make mixed fermentation, depending on the, the style and type of beer you will make, right? um, normally lambic beers, you have to, to mature them in laying vats, Mixed fermentation, you have to mature them in standing up vats. So,
0: where would you like to see because I, I, certainly your 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 brewery has been doing this for for such a long time and 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 other brewers in Belgium have been doing this for a long time here in the u s it is still very very new um, mm-hmm. and if you have the opportunity to uh, you keep saying it you know who are you to say but as, as the brewmaster of rodenbach um, if if you could offer advice to young brewers, new brewers, small brewers who mm-hmm. uh, are entering into a sour program or entering into a wild program, a wood program. Yep. Um, what, what is one or two pieces of advice okay. that might even just seem very simple or blatant, but that, that maybe they no. haven't heard? I think it's
1: even more difficult to okay. make a sour beer than a bitter beer. Okay. First, if you make a sour beer, take your time, do it well. And make a good beer. I think a lot of accidental infected beers came came in, in the market as a sour beer. This is now how you have to do it. If you will make a sour beer, then you have to start. If you brew your wort and you have your primary fermentation, then you have to look how the beer has to taste at the end in a sour way. If I taste some sour beers with, um, with dry hopping notes in it, this is not normal. This is not... Bitterness and sourness doesn't go together. I'm very surprised to taste that, but I, I've tasted it. And that's the reason why I think maybe this is an accidental infection and they try to sell it. But at my opinion, this is not good for the, the sour... Um, the sour beer business, because people are a um, little bit. Uh, how can I explain that? Um, they don't know how a sour beer has to taste because one time they taste bitterness and so and, and hopiness in an IPA and then in a sour beer. But it has to be. Yeah. And so they're a little bit disturbed. Is that the right word? Yeah, I I, I think so. So so. Deso- what- disoriented. So so what should.
0: What should they be doing? What? What? How do they? How do they address this? From 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 your perspective as
1: brewmaster, Um, make a study, and study, um, make a study about sour beers. How sour beers has to taste? Taste good sour beers, and try to do it better. I have no problem, if they do it better than I do. The only thing I can say, I do it as we have done it more than two hundred years. And I try to to understand why we are doing this. It, it sort of comes back
0: to that theme of time, uh, of mm. actually sitting and considering, and thinking and tasting, and trying to 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 improve. And um, is is that a fair assessment
1: of, of just that's right? Being a little bit more slow, being a little bit more deliberate. Yeah, I think this is, we are in a movement um, of slow food. And. At the same time, I see people will make beer in two, three months. They will make every month a new beer. Mm-hmm. Not even the consumer can follow the speed of bringing all these new beers on the market, yeah. on the market. I think I have the idea there is too much stress and, and, and competition to bring new beers on the market, I think, do it slower and, and, and do it. Good and even even more better do you do you
0: feel that pressure
1: at all of no. trying to bring new beers no. to market no no we only bring beer on the market if we think it is on his optimum point point. and that could be years between yeah and once we have found um, a solution to make a good beer like vintage we bring it every year again yeah and if I come to the, to the States and say, oh, Rudy, what's new? Well, do you have a new beer? Every year I bring a new vintage. A new vintage and a new character. Rouge. That's a new beer. Right. But the brand name, okay. What about the brand? It's another year. But the concept is the same. It's just such an interesting way. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's a
0: different perspective of yeah. thinking about the beer, where people are so te- uh, teed up on what is, what is new, what, what, what is exciting. Yeah. Um, Even
1: doing better. It's yeah. also new. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent, excellent let, standpoint. Uh, let us be quiet. Let us be relaxed. Let us make good beer and enjoy a good beer.
0: As we start to ramp up, I have I, been asking folks recently, um, what is your hope
1: for beer? My hope for beer is that um, everyone can enjoy a good beer and um, that we make the beer, the beer drinking culture even better than it was, and that we can um, bring the beer to those who never had drunk beer before. It's the most isotonic drink you can have. I think we have to be careful with too much flavor, like hops, like herbs and spices, like fruit, like sourness. It's a a drink of moderation. And and also we have to be careful with alcohol. So an easy drinking beer for me, good, easy drinking beer is even better than high alcoholic beer because there is a lot of flavor in the alcohol. Okay, that's okay for me, but I'm not, I'm not always looking for all the alcohol. I w- I'm always looking for balance and having a good beer.
0: And we hope people find that as well. Okay. Rudy Chakira. Is that Chakira? Yeah. Hey, help
1: me out one more time, please. Chakira. Chakira. Yeah, it's a Flemish name, but in origin it was a French name. Okay. And it, it was coming from Jaeger. Jaeger would say... And we'll say uncultivated land. So, but um, it looks like Shakira, and that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well.
0: We'll have a it's singing a good and dancing competition a good singer, later on. Yeah, but she sad.
1: sings much more better than I do.
0: Well, but you have the great dance
1: moves, so you're all set. It's, uh... I, I hope that I can make better beer than, than she is singing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but she sings very well, and I love her. Uh, brewmaster of Rodenbach,
0: uh, yeah. one of the world's great breweries. Thank you so much for sitting down and uh, and, and and
1: sharing your knowledge with us today. Thanks for and having for me. This wonderful beer as well. Okay, thanks for having me and have, uh, give me the chance to explain my vision about beers. Thank you. Uh,
0: you can learn more about uh, Rodenbach and. The world's great beers by subscribing to Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. Check us out online at beerandbrewing.com, where you can also read beer reviews and find great news and insight. If you have questions for us uh, about the podcast, things you'd like to hear, questions you'd like answered by our upcoming guests, shoot me a note. It's John Hall, J O H N H O L L, at beerandbrewing.com, or you can join the conversation on Twitter. And Rudy, thanks again so much. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Cheers. Thank you very much. This podcast is brought to you by Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. For those that love to make and drink great beer, learn more online or subscribe at beerandbrewing.com or find us on social media at craftbeerbrew.